Hi, I'm Paul. And this is John. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. Give Jenny Kent $600, she'll direct the Babadook. Star Dwayne Johnson in Pretty Woman, and you know it wouldn't last. But give us just a minute, and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. So... For the Minute Podcast, we watch a minute of some type of media. We try and work out what's happening and reflect on what it means to us and what we think is interesting. And we just try and contextualize it. Today we're discussing Episode 3, Minute 12 of The Young Pope. Great, thanks. And this episode is brought to you by fake ads. Either ads for fake products or fake ads for real products that uh, we're hoping not feeling especially litigious. Visit your local fake ads retailer today. So uh, we also wanted to quickly say what is our current level of understanding of um, whatever piece of media we're watching today. Of course, it is the young pope. And for me, I have almost no familiarity at all with the young pope. I've seen maybe five minutes of an episode over my girlfriend's shoulder. What about you, John? Uh, I believe I watched the trailer, uh, laughed at it uh, and then found out it was, uh, you know, one of those uh, HBO you know shows. And I'd probably never see it anyway. Uh it just looked hilarious in the trailer. Uh, we'll is find it a out. comedy? Uh, no, we'll find out. It is not a comedy. It <laughs> is, uh, it is in fact, uh, very, very serious and somewhat distressing in some aspects. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I would say is the overall setting of, uh, this minute of young Pope. It starts off with, uh, three people, uh, sitting at a very large table or desk, uh, the first person being the young Pope himself. Uh, and he is sitting in a large white chair uh, that has been wallpapered to match all of the walls that are also white. And uh, he has a monochromatic attire. So he's also all in white. And uh, he's played, of course, by Jude Law. Uh, I believe that's the actor's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he is also uh, pasty white. So it, it sort of creates a very interesting uh, motif across the entire thing. Um, and across from him is a man dressed in what I assume are cardinal dress uh, is cardinal dress uh, with a large mole on his cheek. And uh, and also like sort of, uh, I don't know, creepy uncle glasses, I guess, would be a way of describing them. Uh, very sort of like thin gold frames. Uh, but that are all seem to be extruded from the same, same, you know, single strand of gold metal. Uh, and then between them, we find out that, uh, there is a woman wearing a a gray, uh, sports jacket with a white blouse underneath sitting between them. And, uh, as far as I can tell, she does not speak, possibly, uh, cannot speak. I'm not entirely (laughs) certain. Uh, there also seems to be a, a bunch of random uh, lamps uh, surrounding lamps. her. Yep. Yes, I'm not really sure why why uh, everyone else is, seems to be in like this giant room and all of the lamps of that room seem to have just been shoved around uh, this this uh, this gray clad woman. Mm. Um, did, John, did we ever learn the names of any of the characters? Uh, no, no. In fact, uh, I believe that the only hints that we get on what's happening or like who these people are, uh, are when the way that sort of, uh, people address one another, like, uh, for instance, uh, the Cardinal, uh, you know, constantly says, Holy father, 
holy father this, holy father that, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's why I assume uh, the young pope is, in fact, the young pope and not mm-hmm. just the young cardinal. Um, so, yeah, then, you know, the white clothes. Uh, so, yeah. It's true. I thought it was interesting. Um, I actually thought Jude Law looked pretty tan in this role. You said he was pasty white. It might just be in comparison to the chair in the background and everyone else in the scene. That's true. It could it could be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he is in presumably in Italy right now, which mm-hmm. I'd imagine is getting some good sunshine. Um, but I I don't know. He he just is so obviously like English. Mm-hmm. To me, that that it just it just comes across that way. Maybe I'm seeing his like cultural pasty whiteness instead of oh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So do you want to do you want to do a reading? We can do a reading of the scene. Yeah, we will. I think that um, that'll work. Um, you wanted to play the part of the young pope and I'll be Cardinal Mole as we're yes. going to refer to him because we have no idea who he is. Yes. Cardinal Mole. Sure. All right. So it uh, starts off. We're in a room. I, the young Pope, and in frame right now. And uh, and I say, I start with, then I will, in due time. Right, and then Cardinal Mole responds, Holy Father, it is my duty to inform you <laughs> that the press and the TV news, after attacking us over your inaugural speech, have now begun a new phase in which they ask us to clarify the meaning of your statements. Uh, I now look... Uh, to the woman or possibly the candlestick or lamp next to her. I'm not entirely (laughs) certain and say typical plebeian reaction to hate what you do not understand. And then I respond, how are we going to put over this idea that the world press corps has difficulty understanding the basic concepts? Uh, The looking, the the woman in gray is now just looking between the young pope and the cardinal. And uh, then the pope himself gives what I can only describe as a pope shrug, which uh, (laughs) involves his his frowning, lots of blinking Mm -hmm. and like both of his arms raising up to about a 15 degree, uh, you know, angle from 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 his uh, from his torso. Mm -hmm. And then like just full on like hammy, hammy shrug. And now Cardinal Mole. And then I respond, a potential compromise might be to call a press conference to explain things. I don't appear. I don't explain. And then I I look sort of exasperated and I say, not you, Holy Father. I could go by myself to give an interview. We no longer give interviews, your eminence. The only interviews we give are to God. End scene. Which I thought is a pretty powerful line, actually. Yeah, I know it, it is. It is. It's it's a bit hammy, but uh, we we definitely picked randomly a minute that seemed to at least encompass some sort of scene. Uh, <laughs> it, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, no, this was uh, this was a weird, a weird thing, especially like the whole. Uh, wait, am I missing something in here? feel like i'm missing something what part of the script yeah i'm missing part of the script i think you are i wasn't gonna say anything but oh good lord no one will know no one watches the young pope no but i swear to god i wrote it out like i wrote out this whole thing about like him address (laughs) like i i wrote it out out. i must have accidentally deleted it or something oh that's amazing good lord anyway that's a majority of what happened in this enough Uh, to get a sense of it well and i had one uh one real reaction to this scene john was that um, the young Pope seems a little 
Trumpian and Cardinal Mole seems to be his Sean Spicer. I mean, the liberal media is asking him to explain the comments that are made by the, you know. Oh, no, that Holy is father. That, that is definitely uh, the parallel I see here. It also is because, like, I happen to know, I suppose one thing I did not disclose is that I have seen like posters for this. Mm. And uh, I believe that they did sort of play up the fact that he's the uh, first American pope. Okay. Uh, and so I'm not sure how much of that is supposed to be like um, also a like like a, a critique on uh, us as a nation, possibly within the relevancy of uh, the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it does seem to be that uh, he's 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 trying to get across like uh, we are doing something radically different than the previous pope was doing. And it's your job to deal with it but I don't want you to compromise with them at all. Right. So it's this sort of like this poor Cardinal <laughs> Cardinal mole. I assume poor Cardinal for all I know, he's like the villain of the piece, but uh, well, it's hard to say. I wonder uh, if, did you get a sense at all that he was making a power play by um, having this meeting and trying to get so, more FaceTime with the media? I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly what it was, is that when he was in here talking to the Pope, every time he gave him an answer, I don't know if that's because, like, that's literally his role or mm-hmm. or he was like, you know, well, I could go talk to the media. You know, I can be the the face of the Catholic Church, so to speak. Uh, you know, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to fall on that, you know, sword, so to speak. But um, but I think I think overall. He, he did seem to have, like, ulterior motives. I think he probably did. Do uh, cardinals carry swords? Is that part of their formal attire? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, swords, and also they all have a cup that may or may not be the Holy Grail. Oh, ooh, that way you just never know. Yeah, that you never Which know. Which one has it? Oh, exactly. Yeah, so don't drink out of that. If a cardinal, <laughs> if a cardinal gives you a cup, uh, do not drink from it. You'll become uh, a skeleton mummy. I was going to say I saw that at the end of Indiana Jones also. Yeah. Well, the, the other um, the other real theme that I, I potentially saw in this shot is um, I, I think the the looking woman, as we've been referring to her. Yes. M- might be a metaphorical character. <laughs> to, to me, she seems a little more modern than the two men who are in the shot. She looks does. a little bit out of place, uh, different lighting. Possibly that's the reason. And I'm wondering, is she a metaphor for the modern Catholic. Possibly. Trying to watch this interaction between the young Pope and his many cardinals and uh, not saying anything because she maybe she doesn't, doesn't understand, maybe doesn't care, maybe is mute. We I mean, we know nothing about the character. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like, I feel like the woman, uh, she seems to, uh, love using her eyes as a form of expression. Mm-hmm. So I think she may represent the media. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, she's very good at observing and possibly not very good at commenting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think another part of this uh, that I want to uh, draw our attention to is mm. the fact that uh, she is the only person with a cross around her neck uh, that happens to be actually held up by the chain that is also around her neck. Whereas true, I'm not sure if you notice this, but. This bothered me the entire time I watched this, and I have no idea why. Maybe we can we can get to the heart of this, a deep psychological dive on me. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, the Pope and also the Cardinal were wearing uh, 
crosses, large, large, substantial crosses with large, substantial chains that mm. were, in fact, not holding up the cross whatsoever. They were attached, in fact, to the third button on their Cossack. And uh, I imagine there's some sort of symbolism or reason for this. Maybe, I don't know, they don't want it swinging around all the time. But it really bothered me that they had like this double this double standard of like, uh, you know, holding the cross up with these giant chains that they apparently did not need because they have, you know, buttonholes on them. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I thought it was interesting. I mean, are you a papist, John? Are you Catholic? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not Catholic. I was going to uh, say, well, I think we, we need a Catholic guest <laughs> Catholic. to come in and explain whether or not things are normal. Um, maybe, maybe that's a legitimate Catholic I, style. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I also feel like, you know, you got a big cross, you solve problems in different ways. Like, you know, like, I mean, you got, like, maybe, maybe I need to live the experience, walk around with a giant cross on my chest for a while and see, like, man, I really wish I could tether this to the third button on my shirt. So, what you're saying uh, is method podcasting. Exactly, method podcasting. Okay. We'll look uh, into it. Yeah, no, I will. I will. I'll, I'll see what the largest cross on Amazon is available right now. <laughs> um,. But yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm. I think another weird thing that we did not address is that uh, they they do seem to reference some sort of um, like conspiracy against them mm-hmm. from a, a person that I believe was named Kurtzman or something like I that. Think it was Kurtwell. 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 Yeah. It was very difficult to understand the the cardinal, uh, cardinal cardinal mole here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. He was was obviously like, I mean, English was not his first language and that's that's perfectly fine. But uh, it just seemed weird that they seemed to give him all of the weird, like most Germanic sounding uh, words for him to try and like chew. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas like. The young pope just like said four things at any given point in time, which I guess he's supposed to look. Uh, enigmatic, correct? Yeah, I think so. I'm. I was wondering if are we supposed to assume Kurtwell's the villain if he's defiant and insolent? I I would. Well, that's true. I mean, defiant and insolent against the Nazi. Like, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> one of the questions I had when we started this whole thing is: Is this a period piece? Like, uh, the woman wearing a sports coat. I feel like makes it so that it's not like you know the 1920s, but her. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the glasses that the Cardinal is wearing are not hip whatsoever. And so I feel he's like, not a hip Cardinal. No, yeah. he's not. A, he's not with it. And uh, I feel like, you know, maybe it's like them playing off of his age. Uh, but at the same time, uh, nothing else in the room gave me any hint whatsoever that this did not take place in like the 70s. You know, uh, I, I think it might have been in the 70s or the 80s. I haven't seen of course, hardly any of the show, but based on our limited content, I feel like I've probably seen a commercial. I mean, the the Pope did not have a blowout. True. Uh, he and the Cardinal was not wearing at least that I could tell under the uh, under the sort of weird cape thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it's not the cape thing because there is a cape thingy. I happen to know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I did look at the Wikipedia for for. Uh, cardinal clothes or whatever cardinal mm-hmm. dress and there is a cape but this is like more of like a like a like a nipple 
a nipple, <laughs> like, a, like a nipple level cape. It's it's like it's not shoulder. It's over the shoulders, and mm-hmm. then to like what I assume is like the lower chest area. Um, but yeah, and uh, I don't know. I like I there's there's no hint whatsoever that this takes place at any other time. They don't even text one another. I mean. <laughs> For all we knew, they uh, they could have been Snapchatting the entire time. I guess we really he he was a pretty young pope. He was he was a pretty young pope. He's yeah. like what forty five, fifty in this. Do you have to be forty five to be elected pope? Is it like I I think houses of office? It's my understanding that you just like have to be cardinal. I think. Okay. Uh, I know smoke is involved. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hmm. They right, haven't well, moved on to vaping yet. So. <laughs> so we know it's not in the 2000s. No, it's not in the 2000s. Yeah. Well, th- there were a couple of other things, John, that I thought were interesting in the background of the scene that we saw. Uh, there was a, a bookshelf with entirely uniform books in it. They were all exactly <laughs> the same color and exactly the same size. So it's it's where all the Bibles are stored, I guess. So there's a couple options. Maybe they're all Bibles, in which case, how many of the same Bible do you need as Pope? I mean... I assume at least one if you want to spare, but <laughs> they get worn out. You know, he probably reads them a lot or maybe but he doesn't. When you're the Pope, do you have it all memorized? I, I would hope not. That just, that seems like a lot of time dedicated to memorizing the Bible. Although if it's your job, I mean, it's only one or yeah, maybe I, two books to memorize. I guess it's, well, I mean, yeah, I guess one or two books yeah. <laughs> that and all of like, you know, all the other liturgy that goes along with Catholicism. Well, I mean, that's my question is, does he just have a collector's edition of like the great Catholic works annotated (laughs) for children or whatever it is? I mean, I, I, I hope they're illustrated. They're rather large books considering they are Mm -hmm. like a hundred feet away from the camera when we see them. They are in the corner of this room and the only person like the Pope is obviously near a wall, but he does not feel at all constrained by the room the way that this woman seems to be in like a literal (laughs) walk space. Like I think Mm -hmm. that the door is near her and, and like anybody comes into that room would have to like excuse themselves as they like walk around her. Like, and she has to like pull in her chair or something. Uh, Whereas like, the Pope and the Cardinal are just like out in like open space, like free to no, roam wherever they want with their with their chairs. They could probably you, even cross their legs and like or like, you know, mm-hmm. like man spread. Maybe <laughs> we that's have to it. assume maybe it's maybe it's just more forms of, uh, you know, inequity. It really could be. Do you think she's the papal stenographer? Uh, she could be. Uh, I mean, the, the Pope should have a stenographer, right? I mean, if you're that powerful, why wouldn't you like just like, you know, doing doing <laughs> some like, uh, well, OK, here's the thing. She didn't have one of those little tiny keyboards, you know, the little, little tiny uh, like typewriter type of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not sure that a stenographer in the Vatican would use that. I think that they would use some sort of like ancient papal shorthand. Ooh, maybe, maybe Latin is, could Latin be used as a <laughs> <laughs> as ancient papal shorthand, otherwise known as Latin. Yes, exactly. Maybe. Well, I mean, there you can because of you know declensions and shit like that. Like you can mm-hmm. you can 
you know, define more in a single word than than you would in English. However, I'm not sure that that works out better for speed. It might not. I'm imagining um, that Star Trek episode when you said implying meaning beyond the word is like Picard and Pope benefits the first at Tanagra conveys an entire meeting. It's like that is what they talked about. That's true. Maybe uh-huh. maybe maybe she's just taking the minutes and she's like the local the local minute taker. She just walks in and this is her job. And she just goes in and like writes down important things and decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I would also I, I'd like to point out that I'm I'm the Pope did literally nothing this entire time. He basically told I mean, he felt a bit like Congress, like <laughs> uh, like he, he every time that Cardinal Mole came over and was like, hey, Holy Father, uh, can you do this thing? And he's like, I will eventually. And then right. he's like, what about mm-hmm. this other thing? Uh, nah, uh, you know, I don't do that. We're, we're not going to do that. He seemed very much like a, like a laissez-faire or possibly a, a state's rights pope. Maybe that's what it is. He wants the local cardinals to really make the important decisions. I don't think that's how the pope works, but <laughs> I maybe that, he's the young pope. I, he is the young pope. So, John, the, the other interesting thing I saw in the background was a globe made entirely of glass. Did you see that in the back? I did. I did not see that. I like missed a, that. A, a massive crystal globe that seemed to take up an entire table. Holy shit. Gave me sort of the vibe of a crystal ball. Maybe the Pope can actually see what any given Catholic <laughs> around the world is doing. Yes. Like he he like Santa Claus gave it to him for Christmas one year. As is my understanding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, no, I like that. I like <laughs> the crystal globe. Uh, and in front of see, this is another weird thing about space is like, obviously, they were trying to frame it so that the Pope looks like the most powerful person mm-hmm. because he's clearly sitting at like the right seat of this table to be sitting at right. uh, the woman's crowded. But then the Cardinal also seems to have some sort of strange, like giant inkwell in front of him. I'm not really sure what it is. It it, it it's like two cylindrical features with like a platform. And then each of those cylindrical features end up in like a, a cone shape, but it looks relic as hell. Like, (laughs) like somebody's pinky bones are inside of this thing. Like at at least at some point in time, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Did his chair even have a back? No, I don't think anybody's chair had a back. The Pope is the only one who gets backs. I'm pretty sure that's uh, the Pope's the only one who gets chair backs. Uh, and bubbles in cars. Uh, <laughs> I I also think it's interesting that like, I kind of want to know, I like one of the reasons I'd want to keep watching this because I have to say like, I, if we go into like, you know, how we feel about this, this, mm-hmm. this show, one of the things I want to know is what the hell else is the Pope wearing? Like, is he white <laughs> shoes? Like, is, is it white pants? Like white sock? Like, is it all just white? I mean, I've seen pictures of, you know, real life popes, not mm-hmm. young popes, old popes uh, wearing, you know, all of this white. But it never seems quite as like strangely like like bleach sticked like as, as the clothes that that, uh, that mm-hmm. he's wearing in the scene. Uh, and uh, the cardinal also seems to be wearing like. Uh, like rather, rather. uh you know, silk laden clothes like this also can't be comfortable. Like, do any of them complain about the clothes? Like, it, it just seems like an odd choice. All black <laughs> with like six layers uh, in the middle of like a Mediterranean city. 
What if it's a form of penance that they have to go through? Oh, maybe that's true. Could maybe, be. maybe, yeah, exactly. A form of penance or it's to hide all of the holy grails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So each cardinal has several potential holy grails. Exactly. Wow. All right. So if we're going to go into like a review of, mm. of, of like how we feel about this, this episode, I feel like, uh, or this, this minute, uh, I feel like. This is a weird show, and it seemed rather intense and kind of melodramatic. I'm not sure I want to watch any more of it. No, I, I definitely don't want to watch any more of it, <laughs> unless someone could confirm for me that there was that level of papal shruggery in yes. every episode. Oh my god, the shrug because that was like, amazing. How, how have we not talked about the shrug? We need another 20 minutes for the shrug, I think. Uh, <laughs> the shrug was, was an amazing feat of transformation. Where, mm-hmm. where where I was vaguely convinced that that Jude Law is it is it Jude Law? I just want a confirmation on that. I'm not really oh, it sure. Is. Yeah, yeah, that's Jude okay. Law. <laughs> I'm just making sure uh, that Jude Law uh, transformed into this like hulking, shrugging beast for mm-hmm. like, for like a second. But it, it felt like the longest frame of time of this entire minute. I like I mentally that shrug took up at least half of the minute. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a powerful shrug. It was. It was. Uh, it was intense. Like his face contorted. His, his arms were involved. There was more movement in that than the entire scene. It was. It was intense. That's definitely true. So, for the listener at home, then, uh, if we were to give a quick summary of the show based on what we've seen, it seems to be a lot about white people in large offices shrugging. With women who don't say anything and may or may not be very important. Yes. And uh, and everyone also has, except for Young Pope, who's American. And of course, mm-hmm. we're, I don't know if the listeners can tell, but we're American. So so this might not be true for everyone. But I'd imagine with the number of accents that were just in this scene alone, mm-hmm. two for two, basically. Well, with the exception of the woman who didn't speak uh, two for three, I guess uh, everyone has a drastically different accent. And so I just imagine the entire show must be like impenetrable accents all around, which is perfectly fine. It's just, uh, you know, a flavor, a flavor that you need to come to expect with the young Pope. I'd imagine based on our wealth of experience, I'd have to agree. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Our, our, our entire minute. All right. All right. Well, is there any other, Really pressing papal matters from this. Yeah, I think we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> I think we have. I think we've covered uh, everything that we need to. Uh, and uh, I think that. I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, thank the listener at home. Thank you for joining us. This episode of the Minute Podcast was hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward with theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. And as always, you can reach us at the Minute Podcast at gmail.com with questions, concerns, or recommendations for future minutes. Holy crap, you've made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast. <laughs>